Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today I'm talking with Dr. Charles and Elaine Sanger about how they help authors meet their goals. Dr. Charles and Elaine Sanger were our author advisors who serve entrepreneurs, professionals, leaders, and people with a story they want to share with the world. Through their Your Message programs, they guide people from being aspiring to accomplished authors. Three interesting facts about them. They lived on a 38-foot sailboat and traveled from Chicago to South America for over seven years. They have started up together as a husband and wife partner, three companies, one an international nonprofit. Charles has a doctorate in intercultural studies and wrote a number one bestseller, Gilligan Meets Google, which deals with the transition from an industrial to digital culture. And Elaine was a New York City fashion and costume designer early in her career and excelled in technology marketing and sales, repeatedly closing seven-figure contracts for Fortune 100 companies. Welcome, Charles and Elaine. Oh, thank you. We're glad to be here. Hi, Virginia. Thank you so much for uh, having us on your show today. You're welcome. I'm excited you guys are here. Can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves, like how you came to do what you guys do? Okay. Um, I had, we were, well, when we were doing our sailing, we were also working with tourist workers down in the Dominican Republic. We were involved in a lot of cross-cultural stuff. And we brought um, college students down to do internships with us. And I had gone back to where I got my master's degree and told them about our program. And they said, oh, you should come and get your doctorate program from us. We have a program in intercultural studies. So we used some of their interns. And I, I did that. And I realized once I got it done and got my, all my research done, that that, that book, all that effort was going to sit on a library shelf and gather dust forever. And uh, we thought, you know, we put too much work into this and Elaine helped a lot with it. So yeah, she helped put some work into it too, that we should turn my uh, research project into a popularized book. And that's where Gilligan Meets Google came from. It's a popularization of my uh, doctoral research project. And once we put that out, Elaine helped me go number one in three categories on Amazon. So we got people coming to us asking, can you help us write a book? And when that happens, we always sit back and go, hmm, is that what we're supposed to be doing? We gave it a try and it's grown since then. So it's something we were supposed to be doing and we enjoyed doing it. Yeah, we always found um, in the different businesses that we've had uh, during different seasons of our life that when people start approaching us, uh, they realize that we have a skill and a talent and an ability uh, in a certain area. And they come when they come start asking us for help, we take that as a clue that there's a market, there's a need, there's something that we can solve. And that's what happened in this case as well. That is so cool. What do you guys like most about the work that you do? Well, for me, I think for both of us is really uh, the transformation we see and the people that we work with. Uh, we are not just book coaches. We're just come and help somebody create a book. We're author advisors. So we're looking at that particular person 
from the very beginning stages of their idea through the development of the manuscript and choosing different ways to publish it and what they're going to do to get the word out about that book. And in many cases, the next book that they're going to do and how they're going to completely um, build upon what they've done from their first book. And during that process, there's a massive transformation that, that, that goes on. And in fact, one of, when one of our authors gets published, they're like whole new people. <laughs> and then they have more confidence to go on and continue with their next book. So I really, for me, it's a transformation of the people. I love seeing their books. I love, we work with the authors in the group, so I love that dynamic. But I think helping change people's lives is really great. Right. The experience of writing a book is bringing together things in a way that they wouldn't do if they're just speaking uh, during their regular work process because they got to think through the whole process as they write the book. And I enjoy helping them think through that, seeing the trans transformation they go through. Writing a book is a transformational process. And I knew that about uh, nonfiction books, which is what we started helping writers write. Now we do a little bit of fiction, not all genres, but some. I found that even fiction writers are writing themselves and their personality through the protagonist of their stories. So they've got a message they're trying to get out. One well-known fiction writer I went to, I met her at a, at a uh, seminar, at, at a, uh, uh, a show we went to for just for fiction writers, she writes four books a year. And she says, every one of those, that protagonist is something about me that I want to get out to my audience. And I thought, yeah, that's what we're about. That's what we're trying to help people do. That's a cool way of looking at it too. I never thought of it that way, but they can work through their own problems and get their message out that way too. Oh, yes. Um, being an author is sort of a lonely thing. You know, you're sitting there writing, dealing with your thoughts and uh, a lot of intense time by yourself. And that's why we work with our authors in the group. So they have other people like them. They're going through that. But there is a lot of, of work that you do in, in writing that and things that you're dealing with. Uh, things like discipline, having the discipline to continue writing and uh, you know, moving forward yeah. and not giving up. And I kind of knew that a little bit from working in, you know, going through my education. Uh, I had some master's papers and my dissertation there, my thesis there, and some doctoral papers from some classes that when you wrote the paper as a conclusion to the class, it was like an aha moment that brought everything together you'd been learning for that semester or that year. And my, in my master's, the thesis I wrote, and then again in my doctoral research project, definitely did that. They brought all that together and I would have missed so much of it had I not done that. And that's the purpose that we see in writing. And whether you're writing fiction, whatever kind of writing you're doing, that's helping you, our authors, do the same thing. We see uh, there's three levels of uh, work that happens uh, during, uh, for the author. First is what Charles is talking about, that personal level of clarity. Um, sometimes people want to be coaches or mentors or, or consultants, but they really have not thought deeply about their point of view and how they can help people. And when you're really, really writing a book about it, you get that intense clarity because you're forced to actually uh, document uh, your thoughts and organize them well. 
So then when you're actually uh, presenting it, you come from a, not a surface level, but a, a, a level of depth. And the next area is uh, credibility. Uh, when someone is a published author and they go out to get new business, uh, when people know they have a book and they see that book, their credibility level of being professional and knowing what they're talking about, is, it, it's instantaneous because a client knows, hey, this guy wrote a book about it. They understand that. Or gal. Or we gal. we got some yeah. gals. <laughs> yeah. And then we got a lot of gals. <laughs> and then uh, the third level is market authority. Mark, uh, authority in the marketplace. So when someone wants to go out and do some speaking and um, uh, be held at, in interviews and things like that, usually it's the people who have a book uh, that get pushed to the front of the line than people who don't. Because the, uh, the organization, the event organizer knows they really know what they're talking about because they took the time and invested in a book um, just like with a podcast or a YouTube or any interview, the interviewer feels confident because these people know what they're talking about because they took the time to do a book. So it, it happens at three levels. Okay. Are there any common mistakes that you see your clients making? Yeah, I, I would say the, the most common thing is failure to uh, dedicate the time to doing it. It takes time to write a book. It's not an easy process. Uh, we got a guy down here in the news media. He's uh, kind of a well-known speaker, and he just wrote a book, his first one in 10 years. And he says, that's my last one. This is hard. And this guy's like on TV and the radio probably six hours a day. And, um, but he said, writing a book is hard work. And it is. And we've just got to set time and do it. I know I've been struggling. We're writing a book together, Elaine and I, and I've been struggling on the chapter I've been working on. So I took and put it aside and I'm working on another chapter. And boy, I took off like it's a whole new fresh thing I'm looking at now. And I'll come back to that chapter after I've let it sit there and, and resonate a little bit. But um, learning to work like that with others and other authors and how they get past that helps. Um, but we've got a consistent time that we work on our book all the time. And, Charles, and it doesn't have to be a long time. It can just be an hour a day. Yeah. And Charles works with our authors in the planning and understanding the layout of the, the document and what they're doing. So they can hop around. That's one of his little secrets he just told you. I, I think another thing I'd like to add is a lot of people, they think they're, or they're authors, they want to write, but they don't realize that they are responsible for marketing the book. Publishers, other people don't market it for you. You have to take responsibility. So that's another aspect of it. Uh, I think that people fall down on. But when they come into our program and they work with us, they know that they're going to learn how to market their book. <laughs> that's nice. I was just going to ask you guys how you solve those problems. So you have it through your course on helping them overcome those, those hurdles. Yeah, our program is set up so that um, it's set up as a program for authors, and the author picks the best track for them. Some may self-publish their book and do all their own marketing. Some may go through our program, and they may choose to, to find an agent or an acquisition editor and get published in a traditional house or a hybrid house 
we have a publishing house that we do hybrid books and some may choose that route but it's up to each author as much as they want to do and we have a separate whole marketing thing that as they get through their manuscript and get it developed we can take them into a major marketing effort even if they have they're starting nowhere and a lot of our entrepreneurs are really starting nowhere from having lists and things like that and we can help them from that beginning with branding and uh, getting websites up and all that kind of stuff. It's sort of, uh, we have some standard set programs, but it's really designed for what each author wants uh, and where they want to go. That's why we always say we help people become accomplished because it's what they want, what they consider is being accomplished. Some people just publishing the book and giving it to their family members is accomplished to them. Others want to be a bestseller. Others uh, just want to make a profit. So it just depends. Okay. What would you guys describe your ideal client as? Okay, I'll take that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, usually they are people, I guess they sort of, fall into three categories and um, I'm saying three, I might find four when I go through this list. But the first one is uh, someone who has had uh, an experience in their life that, that they want to share with other people. Uh, we have one uh, American Airlines pilot who had a major uh, uh, accident and he, 20 years later, he wanted to share that story and what happened in his life uh, because of that. We have other people who they're professionals. Uh, they really want to grow their business. Uh, we have one uh, person in our program who's published a book about seven years ago and was not happy with the way it worked out, the quality of it, the whole experience. He's an accomplished uh, businessman. He has a lot of clients and um, he wanted uh, to to work with us to get his next book out in the, in the way he really wanted it. And uh, so he's going to be using that as a lead into his business uh, and to document his processes. So that's a, a different way. Someone who is something that they want to share from a business point of view. We have other people who have um, just fallen into some area of expertise let's say they have become leaders or speakers or teachers uh, in helping. We have one person who helps uh, emotionally abuse people who, uh, who their partners have emotionally abused them. And they want to just help people with their book. They still have a business, but their real goal is to get to that deeper place with people. So they could be professionals. We have doctors that we work with. We have um, business leaders. We have startup entrepreneurs, first-time authors. It really coaches, right? Yeah. It's pretty well spread out, okay? <laughs> uh, so anyone has a real desire. We like people who will stick with it, who want to stay with us, who enjoy the group and enjoy working by themselves and want to have a good time and really accomplish what they want. I think a lot of that would be defining the word entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> because an entrepreneur, uh, you know, entrepreneur starting businesses and running businesses is sometimes tough, but there's an objective, there's an end goal in mind. And entrepreneurs 
keep working until they get there. No matter what the obstacle, they find a way over it and keep working. And those are the people that are going to make it as great authors and become accomplished authors and let their book accomplish what they wanted it to. Yes, yeah, some, uh, some of our authors, they are entrepreneurs, they understand business, others aren't, and they don't even realize that they're creating intellectual property that they own and they can sell, and they can build a business off of it. So we've seen it from both ends. We're very much business people as well, so we really want people to be profitable in what they do with their book so they can... Uh, be valued in the marketplace and they can keep on creating through the profit they make. How do you guys get in front of those people? Like if they were like, how do you grab their attention and bring them in? I'm going to let Elaine take that. (laughs) We divide our business up. We're a couple. We work together. She kind of does the marketing and that kind of thing. And I do the operations part and development part. Yeah, he works more with the authors on on the books. And I do more the marketing and sales. But uh, we've reached a point right now, Virginia, where a lot of people have seen the results that we're having. So there are a lot of other influencers out there in the marketplace that when somebody... Uh, is thinking about writing a book or the influencer says, you know, you need to write a book. They'll refer people to us, right? We do a lot of these podcasts. Uh, We do speaking. We don't really advertise. People sort of find us through other people right now. And uh, it's usually word of mouth at this point. Yeah. We haven't invested much in, in advertising. We we do some social media. We do have a community on Facebook that's, I just started it. It's called Author Entrepreneur Community. So people can go on Facebook and they can ask to join that community. And we put content in there. Uh, It's called Author Entrepreneur Community. It's a free Facebook group. But that's something new that we're doing. What's a big goal that you guys are looking to achieve over the next one to two years? It would be helping as, as many people as we can get their message out in a quality way. We, we call our programs message, your message, because we equate that. There's some Greek and some Greek philosophy and stuff that goes into all of that. But we equate, equate that with the, the, that message with the idea of that's who you are. That's telling that that's, that's your soul. That's what you're about. That's your purpose in life and that kind of thing. And our goal is to help more people get a strong, positive uh, message out there that our world needs so much today. I'm sure you all have heard the news of all the stuff's going on in the United States. Well, we're trying to get that positive, that uh, voice out there that's not negative, that's not about destruction, but it's about building things up. But it's about a positive message. It's about confidence and peace and that kind of thing. And anybody that wants to get that kind of message, we want to help them as much as we can get that out there because we feel that's a big need, not only in our country, but all, all throughout the world today. Yeah. And that's, uh, we feel pretty strongly about that. You know, we're at a point in our life where, you know, we've lived on a sailboat. We've, we've done so many, many things. Uh, many people would slow down at our point in our life, but we're not. We really feel compelled to help develop these people and help get their message out uh, uh, to others. How would that goal change your business? Well, it makes, it makes the business is 
And, and here we got to get careful. And I think this is good to talk about with any entrepreneur. The business is part of our life because our mission is, our whole mission is centered around that business. So it's not like we used to go to work for corporate. Both of us work for corporate, but we realized when we were working for corporate, we were working to achieve somebody else's goal until we got the idea that we wanted to do something else. And then we went to, cor went to work for corporate. We were going to work to build our kitty, to get contacts, to whatever we were doing there to build our thing. So that changed our purpose and how we even looked at working in the corporate world. Our goal was not to accomplish somebody else's purpose, but to get the freedom that we could get from those corporate paychecks of getting out and creating our own uh, business and our own life, which would fulfill our life and accomplish our purpose. We are sort of unique because we are a couple who's, this is our third business during our, our lifetime together. And we uh, really have found what we're both very good at. And we know how to blend our talents together. I think uh, if this, and I know it's going to continue to grow just based on what's been happening. I think the next thing is scaling up and moving to a point where we have uh, we'd be careful not to add a big team. We've had other businesses where we've had, it's not really a big team, but 10, like 10 people that have, uh, we've employed. So uh, I think our next step will be to find one or two people uh, who can really add into what we're doing. That scaling process though will be a big step for us and it'll probably happen in the next year. Nice. Do you guys, can you see a roadblock that's stopping you from, Achieving that? Time. Time. <laughs> time. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. You said it first. <laughs> uh, time. You know, uh, I think we're all impatient to have things happen really fast. And, oh, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and this is all going to happen. And uh, lots of times things slow down, and it's really important that they do slow down. Uh, so you can take that time to organize how you're going to do things better and, and evaluate what you've done in the past and how that's all going to change. I think it's just time and, and accepting the fact that things aren't instantaneous. It's not microwave. And it's better when it's not microwave. Yeah, some days I've just got tasks I got to get done. I know how to do them and I can check off a whole bunch of things. But then when I get into development mode, I say I'm going to spend, you know, two hours working on this. And pretty soon I turn around and it's, I missed lunch. You know, I've been working on it for four or five hours. Yeah. So um, that kind of time factor. But when I'm working in development, sometimes two hours isn't enough. I'm just really getting in the flow of it and getting to where the stuff is really getting good. And if I quit at that point, it wouldn't be nearly as good as what I'm going to do if I let those thoughts just continue to flow and take the time to do it. We learned, we learned that a lot in sailing. Sailing was uh, when we moved aboard the boat, that was a time when we kicked back and we saw when you're kicked back and you don't have that constant schedule, get this done, get this done, be here, be here, do this, do that on you, that you could accomplish a lot more at a deeper level than we accomplished when we were in corporate and living the urban lifestyle uh, you know, of the West. Yeah. And I think, um, 
things never really happen the way you plan them. I mean, you, you need your plans, uh, but they never really roll out that way. They roll out in unexpected things and bursts, it seems. It's never, uh, uh, it's not step, 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 step. It sort of happens in spurts <laughs> and it slows down and in spurts. Um, for me, uh, Charles, uh, I do a lot of interfacing with people uh, outside of our organization because I'm in marketing and sales and work with our clients. Um, that takes my time away from developing our marketing. And when I'm working on our marketing, that takes time away from working with our, our authors. So for me, it's sort of, all right, trying to make sure I have blocks of time and saying, no, I'm only working with our authors this time amount of time today. And this block of time, it's only internal work. It's the entrepreneurial conundrum. Conundrum, yes. <laughs> it's the name of your show. <laughs> Where do you balance all that? That's the golden question, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the golden question. Well, you guys are on such a great kick here with some advice. So what's the best advice you have ever received? Oh, boy, the best advice we've ever received. Uh, one of the things... I have to say this, we know we've needed mentors along the way and people to help us grow as we help others. And we had some people in spots in our life who have inserted information or ideas and been great uh, areas of feedback to what we're doing. But I, I guess we always thought there'd be this great mentor who knew everything and could tell us exactly what to do. And now we realize that there have been lots of different pieces of people with different bits of advice. And we would have someone who is a subject matter expert, like we're subject matter experts on, on authors and books and things like that. But there are subject matter experts on a technical area, perhaps, or a subject matter expert on doing Facebook ads, right? I don't need to learn to do everything about Facebook ads. Somebody else can. So uh, I think the biggest piece of advice we've gotten is understanding that there's no one person, that there can be different pieces. And it's not that it's all at once. Sometimes they're sequential. So you might have a project you want to do on Facebook. Well, then you should use work with someone who does that. All right. Yeah, I would agree with what Elaine's saying. It's, it's finding um, the people we need, the right resources at the right time, right. and um, helping them to understand. We've got to be sure. We just can't hire a – we found social media. We just can't hire a person. They could be good at it. But if they don't understand our business and our objectives, they're not going to do a good job for us. So we need to take the time with them to do that, and then we can expect them to help us. But bringing in those resources and that we don't have to do everything – a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we feel like we got to do everything. We got to know this and this and this and this. And we do have to have that core knowledge so we can guide people. But once we understand how to do something, once we get a, a, a sense of how Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter is working, then it's time to shift that out and we manage somebody else who's doing it for us and not have to do the work. And that can move us on to another level and work on other things. 
And I think by having people, I, I think a big mistake people make is they think they can look up everything on the internet, figure all of this out and make it happen and make money and be profitable at the same time. And it's just not the case. Uh, you do need to be willing to invest not just your time, but also your finances. Uh, because the time it takes for you to do something that you're still just trying to learn the basics when you could have hired someone who understands everything about it and can make it happen faster uh, is like night and day. So we need to look at all of our resources, our time, our talents, what our skills and abilities are, and our finances uh, to, in order to pull it together to be profitable entrepreneurs. And to build the life we want to be. Yeah, we, we want time to relax too and have fun. We don't want to work all the time. Hey, we lived on a sailboat, you know, so. <laughs> Been there, done that, but still want to do that, right? Yeah. What's the best advice you have ever given? Oh my goodness, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I know Elaine, we had one author. Um, we brought this, this was one of our first authors. He had his book basically written on hundreds of backs of envelopes. Okay, so he had a mess, but he had everything there. And he got his manuscript together and he just wasn't getting it published. And Elaine and I were out visiting some others, and we stopped by to see him in Arizona. She kind of got kind of rough with him. <laughs> and she says, she says, you got to get this thing done. You got to do it now. You got to have it done by this such and such a time. And he's sitting there going, okay. Well, you know what? He did, and afterwards, he related back. And that's why we can tell this story, because he related that story back to our group and said that conversation got him off of – uh, just sitting there doing nothing and got him finished, yeah, got him to finish it up. I, I told him he was being selfish. That <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> he, read, he read all these great stories and has great stuff to share with the world, and he just couldn't push that button to make it go forward. You know, I, we say push the button, but, you know, release it. And I said he was being selfish. So <laughs> that was the advice I gave him. So sometimes we, you know, if we have a blog post or we do something we have to stop hesitating and just push that button and get it get it out there now that's not to say you don't want quality and you don't want the time it takes to develop it but sometimes people they get scared you know and we have to be but, bold but we know the reality of all authors no matter what your caliber whether you're a bestseller with 100 books to your name or <laughs> whether you're doing your first one the book is never perfect no. Okay. You just got to, at some point, you just got to say, okay, it's as good as I'm going to get it and I'm going to let it go and I'm going to get it out there and I'm moving on to the next thing. So that's an encouragement that we have to give them a lot. I, I think a lot of times some of our best advice, I, I think I look back on things that people have told me that impacted them and I never, I don't even remember saying it. So I think being ourselves, being honest with people when we're talking to them, is where our best advice is going to come from. Yeah. And a lot of times we're not going to know that we gave that advice. We may never know we gave that advice. We may find out years later that we gave that advice to somebody. And sometimes it's the tough advice. You know, people send us their manuscripts or give them to us 
we look at them and go, wow, do you really think somebody's going to buy this? You know, <laughs> you know so sometimes you got to be a little hard uh, because... Hard with kindness or hard with love. You sort of go, okay, how can I say, you know, but it's not that they don't have a great idea and it's not that they don't have a sh uh, something to share and a passion. They just did not understand the process and how to get it to come across so people would want to buy it. That's all. It's not that they're bad. It's not that they're worth their saying is bad they just didn't take the time to understand how to do it well and they're working from an amateur or a hobbyist point of view versus a professional or a quality uh a point of view and that's that's why books go on amazon and they sit there and people come to us and they go my book is on amazon but i say how many books have you sold and they go oh maybe one or two and i look at it i can't even find it on amazon and when i find it there's no reviews and i go well you know anybody can stick something on amazon but not anyone can have a really accomplished book that you know it sells and is marketed and is received by people well and that's the point of doing it in the first place so why wouldn't you want to do your best uh to do it and it's not necessarily from our knowledge as a hobbyist or an amateur that's my tough advice <laughs> a couple of things are coming to mind when you were sharing it was like don't ask a question if you don't want to receive either answer like the yes or the no answer. Imperfect action, right? Like imperfectly perfect, there we go. So it doesn't have to be completely perfect because you might be paralyzed by that, but do it, get it, get it out there. Right, uh, you, you, you want it good because it's gonna be a representation of who you are. You know, when you're going through your 90th edit, that's probably <laughs> a few too many. <laughs> You've probably caught everything that's gonna be caught. Unless, you're, no. unless your envelopes were in the wrong order, and then that might be messy. <laughs> yeah. Virginia, I think you summarized what we were both saying succinctly. So thank you. We were probably being a little long-winded. <laughs> no worries. This way we can, because what you said, too, can resonate with different people, too, right? And then it just gives them more of an example with it. Yeah. Is there anything that you guys would like to share that I haven't asked you yet? Well, you're the entrepreneur conundrum, and one of the ways to get past some of that conundrum, and I know it's an extra time thing in a business person's or an entrepreneur's life especially, is get their, their message, their purpose, their goals written down. Get it written down in a book. It's going to help them organize their business. It's going to help them focus on what's important even in their business. They may find in their business uh, now, not some of our writers, but some of the other writers I've been with is through my journey of writing that have been businesses said, well, in fact, we did have one. We had one last on our last author action call that told us I've restructured how I'm doing things because you made me do an outline of my book before I did. And he says, I see some weaknesses I have in the business and I see some things that I've got to get rid of the value of a book. And this is a guy that he's an older guy, he's seven, seven or eight figure business easy, and he's not bluffing, he's really there. He's been in business forever, he's a consultant with Fortune 100s, 
you know, that's what he saw by writing his book. He says, I saw places where I've missed some things and places where I've got redundancies and stuff I can get rid of. It's not important. And that's the value of writing your book. And entrepreneurs, I would encourage you to do that. Yeah. Uh, it can change your business and have an impact on your business. You don't know. I didn't know. I've written a lot of stuff, but until I w actually published and said I was an author, I didn't know how people looked at me. In fact, that they, they almost look at me with more, oh, you're an author than they do when I say I'm a doctor. <laughs> you, you know, oh, you're an author. Um, you get that kind of reaction from them because with, with authorship comes that authority and that credibility that we don't get any other way. Well, thank you for sharing your words of wisdom and for such a fun interview. How can people find out more about you and what you guys do? Uh, Virginia, all they have to do is go to our website, which is yourmessagecentral.com. Yourmessagecentral.com. And there's some information in there, uh, a couple things that you can do. You'll also find the link to our author entrepreneur community on Facebook. We just uh, want to uh, support uh, entrepreneurs and authors. That's just a way they can, they can reach out to us. If someone is very serious about a book, uh, you'll see some links in there to set up a strategy call with us. Just a half an hour, and it's not a sales call. It's just a time to talk about your book and uh, get a little feedback. Awesome. Well, thank you again, guys. Have a great day. Thank Virginia, you, Virginia. Thank you. We and appreciate this opportunity. Yes, and uh, we want to thank your audience, if they're still listening in, uh, for their time and their attention as well. And uh, we just love what you're doing. So keep going, ladies. You're doing great. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Virginia. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.